right. All right. So Meg Sullivan, welcome to Wonder Woman in Business podcast. Thank you. Delighted to be here. You're welcome. It's hard to get our schedules to align, so it's kind of a miracle. I know, right? <laughs> so if you don't mind, I just want to give for the my audience, my new audience, this very new podcast, just a little bit of an intro to Wonder Woman and Business Podcast, right. and more importantly, an introduction to you as my special guest for today. So my name is Jasmine Sandler. I'm the CEO of a digital marketing and media agency called JS Media for the last unbelievable 14 years, and I've always supported women in business just so happens that this kind of came to me after uh, being a speaker and seeing the opportunity to help women. And that's what this podcast is really, it's really all about women supporting women, whether you are a senior level executive like Meg, or you're like me, you're an entrepreneur and you're kind of hustling hard and you're all over the place. Um, so, you know, I kind of handpick and choose my guest as people that are really our leaders and are authentically helping women and not just using female movements to say that they do. And so I really want to get into the nitty gritty about it with Meg today. So a quick introduction to Meg Sullivan and how I came about her actually. So, and she's going to tell you a lot more and I might screw it up, but um, so <laughs> Meg Sullivan is uh, a partner at a law firm. So we'll talk about that today. I know that's not an easy feat. Paul Hastings in New York. And she's also the founder of the Quorum Initiative. And the Quorum Initiative is actually how I know about Meg. I have a friend um, over at KPMG who kindly introduced me to the Quorum Initiative. I went in as a guest to a meeting and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be quiet, <laughs> but it was the one of the best conversations I've ever sat around in a round table. Um, so I did raise my hand and speak a lot about women in leadership and women in diversity and how can women really have a better place and how can women come together and support each other? So welcome, Meg. <laughs> um, I think what I want to do is just start by having you talk a little bit because I don't know you too well yet. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you get here today? Who are you? And, um, you know, and, and you know, what, what's kind of your mission as, as a leader in a law firm, as a leader at the Quorum Initiative? So go ahead and tell us a little bit, please. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's such a delight to be with you today. Um, so I have kind of an eclectic background. I actually, I'm a Midwesterner, so grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, one of five <gasps> kids. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm a Bruins fan, so Are we might you? get the fight there right now. But go, and, go um, <laughs> and I, if you asked me in my early days, I would have told you that what I was going to do for my career was become a professional um, equestrian show jumper and ride oh. for the team in the Olympics. That was my goal. Wow, we have um, a lot in common. And so that was really a cool thing early on. I do think like doing sport at that level shapes you. So I, I, I mentioned it for really that reason. But my parents told me that um, riding full time would be fine once I got my degree at college. So, <laughs> so off to right, college I went. And I tell you, that was um, that that changed me. Um, Sarah Lawrence really provided this amazing environment for me to expand my horizons, think about the world differently, uh, learn how to write, learn how to critically think, all kinds of great stuff that you would like to believe you get out of school, you know, um, so yeah. that really happened for me. And then I embarked on a professional career and sort of left the writing behind. So um, my background is I've actually worked in five different industries. So oh. I, I started out in media. I then moved into um, 
financial services in the private equity sector. Then I worked in consumer goods uh, for a stint and then into accounting and then into law. So that's sort of my path. It's so when I said it was a little eclectic that, you know, um, not everyone gets a chance to work in so many different em environments. And that has formed me as well, I, I would say. Um, and I've now been in law for, for quite a, quite a uh, consistent, you know, stint, probably 15 years now. So that's been quite a, quite an interesting time. I've also had the privilege of, of working and living. The first part of my career was really based over in Europe, in France. And so um, I've had the experience of also doing that in different markets and having really international experience all through my, all throughout my career. Wow. So. Well, so many things to tap into with you, Meg. I grew yeah. up. With, I grew up um, outside of Boston uh, with horses. Ah, and okay. I uh, I love jumping. I always got bored with dressage. Right. And I agree with you. I think uh, a lot of the women that I come across that are go getters have this sports background, and it right it teaches you discipline. It does. If you take care of your own horse and deal with the stable. And all those good things. Yeah, it really does. It does. Yeah. And also, I don't know, there's something for me. I mean, I'm going to be really honest. Um, I'm, I love to compete. I'm a competitor. And it really taught me to be a good one at that. You don't always win. You know that. That's part of the game, you know. Mm -hmm. And and it sort of teaches you that resilience of, you know, getting back up. No kidding. Oh, you know, no pun intended. Onto right. the you know, again, when, when things have gone awry or not quite the way you want. And so that's a great early learning process I think for people I think that's actually a really important thing to talk about in general because I see you know just in how men and women are raised differently right so right. a man is taught to go go after things hmm. and a woman is taught or a girl I'll start with that yeah it's kind of taught to say oh I'm sorry you know excuse me all these niceties right and so how have you how have you got to your level by competing as a woman, because I know that it's hard for women. It is hard. Something you can share that you've done, an yeah. example. I, I'll tell you, I, um, I mentioned I'm one of five kids, so I have three brothers. Um, I have okay. to tell you that did condition me a little bit um, in terms of, you know, how do you operate in a, in a man's world because they dominated in our household. I'll just be mm -hmm. honest about that. And, um, and I, I think I was a, I'm, a, I'm a middle child, so I needed to find my voice early yeah. and quickly. And so I, I think I did those things, and that really set me up when I got into a business environment of not being afraid to, um, to raise my hand or get out uh, into the mix to take on things that were bigger than I probably was ready for. Um, and I... I, I'm sure between the, the training of the sport and sort of the training of the family, <laughs> those two things supported me really well um, entering into the professional world. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, I was quite fearless, almost almost to a point of recklessness, and that served mm. me really well. Um, yeah. Just served me really well. And what I didn't know, what I didn't know when I took on something, I learned as I went. And was fine with being that uncomfortable. And I think that's something that's hard for women sometimes, um, can, can be a stumbling block. You know, we wanna dot all the I's and cross all the T's and sometimes you just need to get in the mix, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know, I run the Hockey Players in Business, New York City. 
all men as members. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. a joint event. But yeah. um, so let's talk a little bit about you as an executive, as a female executive in corporate, yeah. taking chances versus an entrepreneur. And I'll tell you that an entrepreneur, in my experience, right, yeah. has more has more freedom because there's no yeah. one that's really telling us right. no. I mean, they believe me. They're telling me no about a million times a day. Yeah, but sure. but I keep going forward. So. You know, but there's more constraints, right? Because my background's with IBM. I get it. So how have you succeeded in constraints? You know, they call it red tape. Can Mm. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I sort of look at myself, if I were to define myself, I would tell you that I think I'm two big things. One is I'm both an entrepreneur Mm. and an entrepreneur. So those are kind of interesting things. And I, and I, and I celebrate that in myself, um, which you know, um, isn't always loved, but um, it's been it's uh, been very useful to me as I've looked at my roles over time. So I've really felt like because I was the only woman in the room 99% of the time, um, and I didn't have a ton of role models in front of me, that wasn't what I was seeing, um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, I felt very okay with being a bit of a disruptor because it was expected anyway. So I might mm-hmm. as well double down, you know, yeah. um, so that almost was freeing in this very bizarre way. I didn't try to fit in because there was no possibility for me to do it. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. So I think mm. sometimes it's how we frame situations as well. You know, sometimes we can get really stuck in, in, um, in a situation where we're f- we're feeling so odd and being the odd person out, and if we can learn to actually embrace that, it's a gift. You know, it's a gift that keeps giving for me every single day in everything I do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's you're you're talking to the preacher in terms of the really owning your personal brand. I mean, that's such a catchphrase, but right. really owning who you are, right? right. And embracing that. And so can you, could, would you mind giving an example of maybe something that you've done either at Paul Hastings or another company where you, where you've really embraced your own personality to make a difference, start a program, help women, anything like that will help my audience. Yeah, for sure. Well, so my big passion that you talked about when you started off was, was the event, the accelerating the advancement of women. And so I started the organization and quorum initiative about eight years ago and my whole and sole purpose around that. And that's what I would call my, my entrepreneurial um, effort, if you will. Um, My, my goal around that was I cannot be the only woman out there that believes that one change has to happen Two, that we have to do it together. Yes. Right? It's yeah. a collective. You cannot do it as an individual. It doesn't it won't work um, because the challenges are too big. And and three, we have to support each other in that. Um, and that's the only way the change is going to get done. You know, so um, one, we can't wait around for someone else to do it. They're not going to do it. If No, they're not. So it's up to us. That doesn't mean we don't have to engage others. And in fact, we really ha- do have to engage men in getting to the solutions. But we, if we don't take the, the mantle, if we don't take the lead, um, if we don't insist, if we don't use um, the, our positions of uh, influence and, and power, which we all have every day, um, you know, we, we can't, it has to be relentless. And so um, I really started Quorum in hopes that I could find like a diverse group of women coming from all different yeah. uh, 
areas with all different kinds of rules with varying backgrounds, you know, you name it, but who believe in that, you know, really believe in that so that we could spend serious time thinking about how we take action, you know, how do we engage together and get yeah. the job done. And so, um, you know, I've done that within that organization. I, I hope that I'm touching a lot of people and inspiring folks to live that mission. Um, I also have taken it back to my own um, organization and tried to live it every day. So um, I ended up responsible for all of the diversity inclusion efforts at Cornell Hastings a couple of years ago. I was not wow. responsible for it originally. Wow. And that tie-in was because of the work they'd seen me do outside of the firm and wanted That's to great. take advantage of it within the firm. Yeah. And, you know, we've tried to do a lot of things to continue to promote the notion of how important um, a diverse environment is. Law is not known, like many industries, for being diverse. Um, it's a struggle every day. And so... Yeah. Um, We've done a lot to, I think, really advance the dialogue and start getting some very tangible um, changes happening. So um, that's been my my personal goal is is not only to talk about it, but actually demonstrate it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any anything specific that that um, you could talk about at Paul Hastings that you've done through your diversity and inclusion, like any events where you've seen success, any women leaders going up the chain, anything in the community, you know, yeah. any. One of the interesting things um, we 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 did a lot of work. One of the big things that people, a lot of businesses are talking about right now is the whole notion of of biases and how do you embrace that we all have them. Yeah. And then think about how you of you uh, you consider the ones that might be a stumbling block for creating an inclusive environment. And so we've done actually had quite a successful firm wide rollout of that program at Paul Hastings, which hadn't been done everywhere um, in the legal business. So we were one of the early folks in terms of getting it done and done across all ranks, you know, management um, all, through the partnership all the way down through the, through the entire firm. So I'm, although that's just the beginning of the work that needs to be done to get everybody on the same page with similar language matters a lot. You know, you're talking to each other in a, in a whole new way. We've, um, we did a whole big initiative around wellness and uh, what we call uh, balance. It's, uh, and interestingly enough, the whole firm has participated in that as well. And it's been a huge uh, common ground where people can talk about issues of um, struggling, you know, to uh, juggle the demands of a of, of a demanding work environment with family obligations oh, and all yeah. kinds of things. And you know that that's just such a huge. How do huge. you how do you manage all these uh, all these struggles in front of all of us? You know, every day. And every day. Yep. And that's true for everyone. So it was an amazing starting place to create real common ground about health, wellness, um, how do we support each other? So important. Right. So that then you're all starting from a place of strength, you know, and yeah. then it's easier to look at yourself and reflect on, um, you know, how you're showing up in the world every day. Um, and that's actually a kind of um, notion to how you evolve culture, I think, in anywhere, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was um, reading from the International Labor Organization this week. I shared a report 
that just came out. I think this report comes out every five years or something about the importance of women at the top to inspire productivity. And, um, and I agree with that, but I also think just in the nature of talking to a lot of women that the only way we can be productive if we is if we have effective self care. So I really, I mean, this is just human nature. It is human. It's human. And it's, it's so important. So important, not just for women, for men too, but it's, I mean, yeah, but it's, I think it's something I love that you're doing that because wellness is something that is shaking up the whole medical industry is, I mean, it's changed. It's a whole nother, it's a whole nother conversation, but at least, at least you are doing something tangible and actionable in the workplace. Yeah. The other thing we tried to do for whatever, if it's helpful for folks, you know, the other thing we really tried to do is engage our clients in the work that we're trying to do. And really interesting part about that is when you're trying to, to move culture, um, it, somebody has to see the benefit in it for them Mm. to actually get a shift. You know, if you're thinking about how you're, of course it's happened. And when you involve clients, there's no question in anyone's mind what the potential benefit is, right? Um, to everybody involved. And so we've done a lot of programming where we've done it collaboratively instead of just insular in an insular way. And that has been, that has been a bit of a game changer in terms of um, uh, not only raising awareness, but helping people really think about how real these issues are and that that people care, our clients care for sure. And they're working very hard on these issues. And we have to be able to reflect that back at them, you know, so that that's our responsibility. And so that's been a really other interesting avenue that we've tried to adopt to, you know, be more innovative in the way we're thinking about things. Mm, that's fantastic. I mean, it really is. I mean, what you're talking about, as you, as you mentioned beforehand, is it can't start with it can't be just one person mm-hmm. or one company, right? Right, yeah. or one city. It's this is a global problem, or I would say challenge is a better word. Yeah, it's a global challenge that we all face and that we all need to do something about. Right, it's like the environment. It can't one person can't plant a tree and save the world, right? So, That's right. right. I mean, I wish that were the case, but right. um, so I do like that you are taking this kind of to the next level. So, can you talk a little bit more about because I'm sure. My audience wants to know about the Quorum Initiative, a little sure. bit about that and how maybe they could get involved and yeah. support what you're doing. Yeah, so so Quorum's, um, I think I mentioned this, Quorum's mission is really to accelerate the advancement of executive women with the mm-hmm. focus that, that they're being and impacting change in business in the culture or environments around them, so broader outside of just where they may work, and also even taking it one step further, thinking about our role in influencing public policy. All those things have to happen to get the change done. So those at Quorum, we're trying to have conversations around all of those kinds of concepts. Our ultimate goal of goals, you know, this community is really signed on to the notion that um, we're we're going to create a sustainable and thriving society where gender parity is the norm. And, and it's just weird that we have to keep talking about that as if that's, you know, that that just should be, but there's a lot of work to get there still, unfortunately. So the good news is that I think um, there's wind in, 
in the sales, at least for women at the moment. And I, my hope is it's that that can have a knock-on effect to other diverse communities. Um, that it's it's um, it's time to pay a little more attention, and we need to work hard at how do we how do we get this done in a smart, uh, meaningful, sustainable way. So. Yeah. Quorum is actually um, has four chapters. We're up and running in New York, DC, um, London, and we just launched Chicago last week. So very exciting for us. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. And what we're trying to do is have the a local community, so you um, you can build out your your network, your base of contacts, find you know grow your. connections. It's one of the things we've noticed women when they get uh, about midstream into their career is there's been so many demands on their time. And, Mm. and (laughs) in order to be successful, they've had their head down working so hard that they've let go of um, a community in the professional environment. They Mm. They have a community in their uh, personal environment because they can't get it all done otherwise, you know, in terms yes. of the network that they have in place. But Support. for some reason, they haven't given the same energy to the network in the professional environment. So when they have demonstrated their amazing capabilities and superpowers in the professional world, they, mm-hmm. they turn around and they realize they don't, that their, their base of contact is much weaker than than often men have. Men tend to, to, to grow that and facilitate that better just seems to be the path. Um, they do it all the way through their career with oh, it. Yeah. So, right. so one of the things we hope Quorum provides is actually an ability for people to plug right into a peer group of, That's great. of women who are invested in the same um, notions and ideas. So you have a starting point where you're connected, you know, mm, I love it. So one, one more question. Well, I have two, but, but one yeah. more large question. Yeah. <laughs> So we talk about men, uh, and I. Uh, so I had a great client in the last couple of years, Roach Diagnostics. Mm. He came to me actually because a man, Rod Cotton, now a friend of mine, a great guy, a leader at Roach Diagnostics, took a lead in the women's initiative to help that grow, and he really did spearhead that. Right. So how do we get? What's your idea on getting men involved? Because, like you said, men have to be involved. Yeah. Right. They have to support this. If we're trying to make a change in gender, you know, in diversity and inclusion and all these things, what's your idea? Maybe what have you done or what have you seen? I think the biggest thing to be paying attention to is um, looking for those champions. And there's a lot of them out there. They just Mm. don't quite know what to do. So what our job becomes, I believe, uh, as women, is to help them understand what they can do. To, to facilitate the paths for, for us, you know, mm. to champion the, the causes that we need championed. Um, and so you can't get that done unless you, you actually engage in dialogue. Um, some of what happens is um, we, we actually don't, we're not communicating fluidly enough about what's re- reality for each other um, yeah. and where each other are at so that when we go to actually work together, you know, we can find common ground that makes some sense and get some wins in, push, push the envelope a little bit, um, make some progress and then build off of that. 
and and that's what we we seem to be missing a little. We can't. I would love it if we could leapfrog from where we are today to you know utopia tomorrow. Yeah. But there's actually a lot of steps that have to happen in between, and mm-hmm. there's no way around that. We have to do the work, you know. So yeah, it, yeah. Um, and you have to bring everyone along with it. So for me, it's a lot about how do you find some commonality, some common ground, places where. Um, you, you, you'd be delighted to work together to a better, to, to further the cause. And I just think there's a ton of men out there with a big appetite for that. They just aren't quite sure how to approach it all. And particularly today's environment that's a little bit electric, you know, yeah. they're trying to be careful about how to do that. So even yeah. more so, you know, we need to actually be willing to have the conversation, understand what's, what they're worried about and then help help reframe that for them so that they can help us move things forward. You know? Yeah, no, it's true. It's a it's a it's a, these boundaries that you have to cross. But I think you hit the nail on the head. You have to start with the conversations. And I certainly know um, Jack McAdoo. He's a was a speaker at my co- my conference, Brand You, and he has a podcast. He's a great guy. And he's all about supporting women in business. And, yeah. you know, I told him, like, you're a diamond in the rough. We need more men to actually communicate that to the public. So yeah. I think right, I think they're out there. I think they're out there or in there in terms of if, if you're at a company, yep. it's just a matter of finding them and bringing them into these conversations. Yep. I really strongly believe in that instead of, well, this is a women's initiative, right? No, and men, because currently they're still holding a lot of the power positions. Mm. Um, one of the biggest things that they need to do is advocate. And so that's, you know, that has to be the initial conversation. They have to advocate. They have to advocate. They have to be sponsors for yeah. talent, female talent. And and if they do those two things, that's a huge step forward for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So yeah. Um, last question is, so is there a way that women could get involved with the Quorum Initiative or, you know, are any events coming up? Yeah, so, so... Um, probably the easiest way is to reach out to us through the website, the quorum initiative.com. The okay. Yeah. And Good. we, all the events that the organization does in all markets is, is up on the site. So we we're delighted to invite new, new dynamic faces to, to the community. Um, and um, you, you know, please feel free to reach all the information about how to be a member and all that stuff is on, on the website. So it's probably the easiest easiest path we have over the summer we have a bunch of sort of summer socials it's a time where we do more social and less content and then in the fall we'll we'll end up with events focused on you know big issues we're trying to tackle to to advance women okay great yes i think uh for all the ladies that are listening and watching the quorum initiative.com i can tell you it's definitely worth your time i like i said i was in that room and i said I think I found my home. So yeah. if, if you're lo- really looking to make a difference and you, you want to be around like-minded women, yeah. I think we all want you to join in. So, so Meg, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy lady. Oh, Jasmine, thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. We'll, yeah, we'll have you back on, I'm sure, in the future. So I look forward to it. Okay, thanks again. All right, take care. Take care. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>